Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Once again, I am back. I keep doing that. I sound like a weird ass, like, <laughs> all night. Like, I am here. But, anyhoozle, it is the 20th of October. I was about to say December for some fucking reason. 20th of October. This is the 20th episode of this horror movie review I still don't have a name for it, uh, <laughs> so I guess Movie Monster Mash or Monster Movie Mash is still the main thing, but yeah, I have no fucking clue. So, um, it's gonna be me today, or tonight, for this episode. Uh, Katie went to visit uh, her her grandpa, real cool dude, uh, I need to actually talk to him to see if he, what's his favorite horror movie, I should watch it. But I uh, went to visit him, so it was just me and Bella. And Bella's knocked out on the couch next to me. Well, now she's looking at me now because I'm talking to nobody. That seems to be bothering her. Um, so I was trying to work out what I was going to watch tonight. I had a couple of ideas. Um, called a few friends, but it didn't work out because everybody's sleepy. <laughs> I'm kind of sleepy too. But then... Um, Actually, one of my friends back in Texas, uh, Taco, we were talking uh, yesterday just about the podcast. He found it and uh, hopefully he likes it. If he doesn't, then he can go fuck himself. But uh, <laughs> we were bringing up movies and he was asking what I had next on the docket. And I have a list, but I really don't know until the day of which one I'm going to pick. I don't have a process to this. Um, cause there's some movies that I want to watch, but then there's some that I'm not in the mood for. Like Candyman, that movie's coming up soon. I just, I had to be in the right mood. I had to have enough sleep so I can take in everything. Uh, Get Out, that, um, I had to wait for a Wednesday. So I actually got some sleep and relaxed and caught up on, you know, everything. And I was mentally ready to just absorb as much as I can. Uh, same thing is going to happen with us. That's probably going to be a Wednesday movie. Uh, Wednesday is the most unsleepiest I will be. So um, that day will be usually something ridiculous that I can just take, just absorb everything. Um, so what I did pick uh, was Alien, the original Alien. Um, <laughs> it's funny when people say Alien, a lot of the time they mean Aliens. Uh, they actually didn't number the second movie, Alien 2, because that movie, when it says Aliens, it, it's a fucking understatement. There are at least a hundred in that movie. But, um, so my story, my past with Alien, um, I actually watched this movie second. Um, Aliens was the first one. That movie's fucking awesome. I want to say that was 83, 84? Uh, when that bad boy came out, um, fucking um, amazing movie. It's an action film. Um, one of my buddies at Trivia said that it, it's it's a, a quintessential like western. You know that people are bunk hunkered down and are trying to defend themselves from these bad guys, and they keep coming in waves and stuff like that. Uh, kind of magnificent seven ish, but a lot of them are kind of crap. Ripley and and but Bishop is kind of cool, but yeah. Anywho, uh, the second Aliens is fucking awesome, and it's uh it's in my list for best sequel ever. 
Um, that list also has fucking Terminator 2, which I will fight just about anybody if they don't think that Terminator 2 should be at least up there in the best sequel ever talk. And also Empire. Empire Strikes Back. That's my favorite Star Wars movie. Ah, it's fucking great. So those three movies are up there in sequels. So I watched Aliens first. And the way it works story-wise, you can honestly start with that one and you wouldn't be super confused. Uh, Ripley's on a ship. Uh, she gets woken up and she says she's been through some shit. And then just bad stuff happens. Paul Rise is a piece of shit. Um, so it took me a while to actually realize that wasn't the first one because, like I said earlier, there wasn't a number to it. It was just Aliens. And it doesn't really sound like a sequel name. So... Uh, I can't even remember the first time I watched Alien, but I do remember how I felt when I saw that chair, that chest burster. Uh, it was ridiculous. One of the coolest scenes ever. And watching it again, it's fucking great. So, um, <laughs> uh, if I want to give a quick little yay or nay before the movie, uh, before I talk about it, if you haven't seen Alien or Aliens, I would say watch the first two. Skip three. Three's kind of dumb. It it closes off the whole series with Ripley, but it's it's pretty dumb. One and two are fucking solid. Alien Resurrection wasn't that bad. It's a it's a Joss Whedon film. Uh, I think one of his first like big ones that he did, and then he you know got into like Avengers, and then I'm not the biggest fan of Prometheus and. Alien Covenant was weird. Um, I don't like that they were kind of retconning things about the story of the Xenomorphs. Uh, it, it just got a little goofy. Prometheus tried too hard, and you don't really have to try that hard with these movies. You know, egg pops up, egg opens, somebody puts their dumb fucking face right in front of the egg. They get jumped, and they forcibly raped, like face fucked honestly. <laughs> I'll talk about the sexual overtones in this movie. It's fucking ridiculous watching this again. But then there's an alien and sometimes it's animals and not people. And in every movie, the aliens kind of, they're like Mega Man and Kirby had a baby. Um, so if you don't know who Kirby is, uh, play Smash Brothers and get a clue. But Kirby, he eats things and he absorbs a cool characteristic about him. Honestly, their main attack. He takes it and he makes a real cute version of it and he fights. And Kirby's like, I don't know, two feet tall and he's a badass. And Mega Man does the same thing. Uh, he doesn't eat anybody, but when he defeats a robot, um, he takes their power. And sometimes it's not the exact same power, but it's a version of what they were doing and it makes them stronger. Uh, same thing happens with these aliens. The... The face hugger jumps on somebody, puts eggs in your body, the alien pops out, and in every movie, they kind of change how they look. Um, I can't remember, in the second one, I think they come out of a cat, so they have a, like a sleeker look, but then, ugh, they're like more amphibious in the second one, because of Newt and that whole group, but in the third movie, it comes out of a cow. I think of our dog. It comes out of an animal, so it has like a... I don't want to say beefier. It's such a dumb word for it. It's got a bigger look to it. So, 
Uh, Xenomorph's fucking awesome. Um, one of my favorite villains, honestly, because you don't really know a lot about him, and it's taken decades for someone to actually bring up what the fuck they are, and it's still kind of question marks with Prometheus and Covenant. They they kind of explain shit, but it's so complicated and stupid. And it's like like black blood and people are absorbing it and. Fassbender, fucking Magneto is like making babies and experimenting and making different versions and he like kills the other Magneto. It, those movies are weird, but I mean, give it a shot if you think, but I just think it's stupid. But um, yeah, this movie's great. The first Alien and Aliens, I was about to say Alien 2, give it a shot, honestly. Um, Watching this again, I forget that not scary to me is probably scary to some people uh honestly there's a few jump scares um the corridors um one big theme in this movie is like claustrophobic a lot of the shots they had to use smaller cameras because the the corridors are so tight and, and just stupid you can't get a giant camera in there um it's really tight on a lot of shots and so you can just kind of feel like i don't know it just feels like you can't breathe that well and there's some space suit scenes, and the way they make it seem, it's like really silent. It just, I don't know, it kind of feels like you can't breathe that well when you're watching it. But I would honestly give it a shot. It's it's a pretty good movie, and uh, you, you won't be disappointed. It's fucking ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I watched this later on in life, and I really don't fucking remember anything, but it was great. So, uh, story-wise, I don't really want to brush past it. It's, honestly, it's pretty simple. Um, so, these seven, seven-member crew, they're part of, um, they're kind of like space truckers. Um, they ferry a lot of shit back to, I think they're still on Earth? Um, but they ferry ore and other things that they're contracted to grab. And they take it back to Earth. So they're in cryosleep on their way back to Earth after, ugh, I forgot, some 100,000 pounds of, like, ore that they have on the ship. And so they're, they're coming back, and they get woken up. And so they think they're actually back. And lo and behold, they're halfway there. And something, something woke them up. Well, the computer woke them up. And so it says there was a distress signal. Um... In other versions of this movie, um, they cut a lot of stuff. The original runtime for this movie was like three hours, which is pretty ridiculous for the fucking 70s, late, early 80s films. Um, a lot of things were hour and a half, hour 40, and that was it. And you, you got in, you got out. Now movies, you know, big blockbuster films, eh, you'd be a fool not to get past two hours. Because, I don't know. It's, I don't, it, it's so much info you have to put into the movie an hour and a half is not enough anymore for movies uh personally but um they get a distress signal and so in one of the um alternate versions of the movie um there's a signal going off uh it might actually still be in this one i don't remember i just watched it but i don't remember i think it's like a slight little call but there's a warning um on that planet so there's a distress signal and they look into the stress signal and it says, don't come here. Do not. Like, warning, don't do it. But the computer's like, hey, we have to check it out. And so they kind of ignore it. 
So that's one big trope, and I know Katie would get hot about that. Like, something warns you, hey, don't go here. It's really fucky and stupid if you come down here. And they're like, you know what? I gotta see. I have to, you know? So that's the first mistake. They get down there, and John Hurt, uh, if you don't know who John Hurt is, uh, he was one of the uh, regenerations of the Doctor in, in Doctor Who. He was a war doctor, um, amazing actor. He uh, fucks around, they get onto the planet, and they see all these giant pods. And I know in horror movie land and science fiction land, it's even worse. People get so nosy about things. But he puts his dumb face right next to a pod, and the pod opens up like a, like a flower. And he gets even fucking closer to it. And then something jumps off and jumps into his face. And so, while that's happening, the other part of the crew, they're walking around checking out the scene. So there's a giant alien that they see. And there's a hole in its chest. So, it's a deleted scene. Um, It's been brought up since then, but it was called a space jockey. Um, So, the backstory of that giant alien was, he's part of a race of... Not really pirates, kind of sailors, a, a, a species that goes around uh, checking out shit. And so they find that planet. It's, uh, what, LV-807? Oh, man, I should know that planet. LV-426. So they find LV-426, and there are no adults there. So the xenomorphs, they, I don't know, something happened. They haven't fully explained what happened to them, but all the adults die out. And so it's just the pods, and the pods go into hibernation until they sense a heat source. Because a heat source means it's got a mouth that they can fuck, and then they can make more aliens. So the the pods just kind of take a nap. So the space jockeys get there, and they're checking shit out, and there's all these hieroglyphics, and the design of the that planet, it's awesome. And so they're looking around, and just like John Hurt, Facehugger hops out, jumps on one of the space jockeys. They take the space jockey back on their ship. Hey, go figure. <laughs> and the facehugger jumps out. And they fuck up the the facehugger. Uh, well, the alien at this point. And its blood is acid. And so that's the big problem with the aliens. You can't really fight them like you want to. An easy route of killing them. Because they'll just burn through your ship. And then you'll be either dead or stuck where you are. So the space jockeys, um, the blood just spills out and it actually burns their ship. So they're stranded on the planet and so they die out. So the big alien that you see is just one of the last ones. And uh, that space jockey sent out a message saying, do not come here. It is a lost cause. You will fucking die if you come here. But, you know, people ignore that signal it's you know that's how it works so they take john hurt back to the ship another trope is sigourney weaver ripley she's on the ship and they're like hey something jumped on Ooh, what is his name it wasn't lambert it was kane so they're like hey something jumped on kane we got to get him into the sick bay and help him out he could die it's Gordon Weaver, the fucking voice of reasons, like, no, what if, if he's got something, like, you bring it on the ship, we're all dead, and the guy's like, come on, like, we gotta, we gotta save him, 
And she's like, no, you know protocol, 24 hours, so we can figure out what the fuck's wrong with him, you know? Don't bring him onto the ship. And so the the doctor on the ship, Ash, sweet-ass name, um, just kind of goes over and opens the doors. And so they get on with John Hurt. And so they're checking over his body. Um, the design of the face hugger, fucking disgusting. Uh, when you actually get a real good look at it, the way it moves around, it has these giant fingers and it's got this wide ass body. So it kind of looks like a, uh, like a shellfish mixed with like crab legs and it has a tail and it wraps around. So how it attacks people or anything with a mouth, uh, it jumps on you. And it has a, <laughs> okay, the the design of the face hugger, I'll talk about it now, it seems like a reasonable time. The design of the face hugger is from a Swedish painter, H.R. Geiger. If you've seen anything about H.R. Geiger, I'm not going to spoil that much about it. Um, this dude loves his sexually just explicit designs, and so... If you've seen an alien movie, um, just the designs of the walls, the swirls, and the uh, just damp, uh, jelly kind of look, it, it's creepy. It seems like the inside of like a beehive kind of situation. Uh, that's that's all H.R. Geiger. And they came to him and uh, so he designed <laughs> the face hugger to look like a flying vagina with a tail, but... On the vagina face is a penis that puts the eggs inside of you. (laughs) So, um, there are a lot of sexual tones in this movie. And so, there's actual uh, uh, a fucking quote from the, like, H.R. Geiger and all these people. So, they wanted people to, well, they wanted men to feel weird when they were watching this movie and so the line it was uh o'bannon he's one of the the um art directors of the movie he said he later described the sexual imagery in alien as overt and intentional one thing that people are all disturbed about is sex that's how i'm going to attack the audience i'm going to attack them sexually i'm not going to go after the women in the audience i'm going to attack the men i'm going to put in every image I could think of to make the men in the audience cross their legs. Homosexual, oral, rape, birth, the thing lays eggs down your throat, the whole number. So, <laughs> there are tons of metaphors and pictures and there's so many penises and vaginas in this movie just going back and looking at it. But it's it's all images that, that bother you, like, immensely. The face hugger is fucking, it, it's, it's, bothering that's that's the best thing i could say it but seriously it's a flying vagina with a whip tail and a penis mouth and that's what it does it jumps on it jumped on john hurt it's choking him out and it's putting a baby in his stomach and so the thing dies it did his job it put a, a baby an alien in john hurt's chest and so if you haven't seen anything about this movie, you can go to YouTube and put an alien chest burst scene. So, this scene's probably, what, five to seven minutes long. And the 
expressions, the, the, the reactions from everybody else in the room when the alien jumps out of his chest and blood goes everywhere or, were genuine. So with that scene, they knew that the alien was going to hop out of him. They knew that it was going to pop out. You can't not tell him that. But what the, the art people didn't tell him was they were going to use blood and squibs. So a squib, um, so you know in a movie when someone gets shot and like, like those chunks of like body kind of pop off and the shirt kind of pops open. That's what a squib does. It shows like damage. So they didn't tell him they, they were going to use fucking body damage and just pounds of blood. And so <laughs> the, the first hit when the chest bleeds, they're like, what the fuck? And then when the alien actually jumps out and is like, hey guys, um, blood goes everywhere. An absurd amount of blood. And um, the other chick, Lambert, uh, she gets sprayed with blood. And it actually bothered the fuck out of her. She was mentally done for the day. <laughs> Understandably so. If you didn't think you were going to get sprayed with blood and then you just get destroyed by it. Uh, it's a lot. So, like I said, tons of overtones. The little alien hops out. He looks like a goddamn penis. And he's like, hey. And it breaks the fuck out because that's what you do when you're a little penis. Um, so yeah. So no one listened to Ripley, and they let the guy on. He's dead now, and a little tiny thing came out of his body, and now it's on the ship. So at this point, when this chest burst scene happened, this is like an hour deep into the movie. Um, there's a lot of bothering images and things happen before, but this movie stays pretty tame. And it keeps a pretty good speed all the way up until the halfway point of the movie. It's pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then at this point, the movie kind of turns into a, you know, let's split up and let's search for the thing because we got to take it out situation. And then, you know, people are in a group, but then they slowly spread out. And, hey, I'll go this way real quick and I'll go this way. And the alien systematically takes everybody out. Uh, this part of the movie's kind of to the numbers. But, uh, man, they try their best not to show this thing full on. And it's some of my favorite movies that actually don't show the thing. Because, like I said, the more you show the bad guy, the more different things you have to do to still get the same reaction. Actually, you want more every time. But then there's a moment where it's not that scary anymore. Just like in Darkness Falls. A ton of that movie was fucking creepy because you just see part of the thing, but then that was it. The second it showed the face straight up, you're like, eh, it's really not that bad. I mean, it still sucks. This thing, it's like, you know, when you're in the dark, it jumps out. Um, tons of movies have this issue. So with Alien, um, you don't see this thing straight up until shit, man. Like, the end of the movie... But they even then they it's always shadows and stuff. You really don't get a solid look at the the alien, um, and the runtime. There was only four minutes of like actual screen time with the alien. Uh, like I said, they did a great job of making you want to see more. And you're like, shit, man, I want to just yeah, like move over here so I can see you. So um, the end of the movie, Ripley's last one because Ripley's a hard ass. And she has a plan to, um, she gets off the Nostromo, Nostromo, and, uh, she blows that bitch up. So she's like, aliens on that ship, we're out of this bitch. And so, 
um, she's on a smaller ship, the Narcissa? I think Narcissa? And uh, you find out that the alien, I guess, realized that shit was about to go, go up. And he books it. I say he, but it is probably a chick, actually. Um, she books it onto Ripley's ship and hides in, like, the wiring. And is like, cool, I'm going to take a nap. Because I'm kind of worn out from all that running. And so Ripley opens up the airlock and straps herself in. And Alien gets sucked outside and then kind of flies into the uh, the jets on the ship and burns up. Um, solid movie. The Oh, I forgot to bring it up. So, um, well, I can bring it up with characters. If you haven't seen this movie, it's fucking great. Give it a shot. Uh, Character-wise, um... All the characters seemed actually pretty natural and realistic. Uh, it was easy to really feel for them. Because, like I said, they're like space truckers. They're not scientists. They're not cut out for this kind of shit. But they're forced to it. But, I mean, they're idiots. Well, Dallas is an idiot. He's the um, main character. Tom Skerritt? Uh, apparently, he's a big name back in the day. I don't. I, his face doesn't seem that familiar to me. But there's probably... Moms out there are like, hell yeah, Tom's scared can get it, you know. Um, he's probably something, but I need to look up his name. But uh, so we're Weaver. That's all I really care about, honestly. But um, yeah, it, it's a lot of dumb people doing dumb things. But I understand, like if Steve, Steve wouldn't put himself in the situation. But if Steve had an alien on his face, I would lock him up in a room i'd bring him back on the ship but he'd be locked up because i need i would need to know what the fuck is on him i wouldn't just have him out and then the thing falls off of him and he's like oh okay he's normal like but what was it doing on him it was on his face like it had to have done something right oh no it was just on there breathing for him I'm like but why was he breathing for him uh no reason okay you know steve's fine and then fucking alien comes out of his chest no nah, that's stupid Stupid stuff. Characters, I enjoyed them. Um, I knew they were going to die. Uh, Ripley, like, even in the second movie, she's a voice of goddamn reason. She doesn't want anything to do with any of this shit. She wants to go home. She sees weird shit. She's ready to burn it or blow it up. She's all about that. Uh, in the second movie, when they go back to the planet to investigate her claims, she's like, can we just nuke this fucking planet? Just, just burn it. Like, there's no reason for us to go down here. And they're like, well, hold on. We got to look, you know. Yeah, I mean, characters were all right. The the alien, the xenomorph, it's, uh, they actually found a guy. He was, I want to say 6'10", a really tall Nigerian guy. And um, he was a 26-year-old design student. Uh, they actually found him in a bar, the um, casting crew. They just saw him. And they were like, wow, shit, he's pretty tall. And I guess his dimensions were, he's a really lanky dude. And so he just worked out and he got the job. Uh, Peter Mayhew, so the, um, Chewbacca, uh, he was up for the role also because there's only so many tall people in Hollywood. So <laughs> he was probably next to get a call if this kid couldn't do it. But the alien, uh, you don't see enough of him. You see, honestly, you see the right amount in this movie. But the alien, it's fucking great. An amazing bad guy. I can't wait to put him on a, on the team. He's going somewhere. That xenomorph is going somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. Uh, the alien 
head, not even the full body, because the body was like a body cast of the dude, and they added like the tubes and the wiring and stuff, but the alien head, it had, I want to say it was like 900 moving parts and points of articulation, so like on a, um, an action figure, the points of articulation, that's all the points that can bend and move and stuff, um, the more points you have in something, the more realistic it looks, because, you know, a face isn't just just one point of articulation, one thing doesn't bend, tons of, tons of things can move and, and just shift, it was fucking great, <laughs> but, um, let me see, oh, I forgot to bring it up, so, the movie, actually, A New Hope, um, was a big, like, component of this movie actually getting made, so, uh, 20th Century Fox, they weren't really keen in financing a science fiction film, but until Star Wars, back in, uh, this came out two years before, 77, I believe, um, that movie came out and it made all the money, and so all these companies were like, oh shit, so, what is this like, is this like Star Wars? Um, <laughs> so, they had to kind of explain to them that this isn't Star Wars, per se, uh, it is a space film, but it's nothing like it, it's like the weird cousin of, of fucking <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, Ridley Scott, so the creator of this whole situation, he cited three movies as inspiration for Aliens. Alien, not Aliens. Um, A New Hope, obviously, it was the only thing like it back then. <laughs> A big science fiction film that actually made tons of money. Just the, the look of it. And in 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, another just weird-ass film. And the imagery is ridiculous. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So for all the gore and the blood and the splatter, and just just a scary bad guy. So those three those three films helped him get through this, and uh, yeah, it's fucking great. So um, let me see. Do I have anything else about the movie? Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's great. Oh, fun fact. So the cast for the movie. So uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, she was actually cast last. She, at this point, she's pretty new to the acting scene. This was actually her first, like, leading role in a major film. Uh, she did a lot of Broadway before this, but this is her big, her first big film. And after this, she did a ton of stuff. But um, the, the screenwriters of the film, they actually made all the roles unisex. So, I mean, they go by their last names, and you can't tell if someone's a chick or a dude by, like, Ripley. Ripley sounds like a sweet-ass name by itself. So, they made all the, the roles unisex, and anybody can just hop into it. Um, though they didn't really think Ripley, the the lead, was gonna be a female until later on, and when they kind of went with it. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, in a science fiction film, it doesn't really matter... If you're a chick or a dude, it's just, I don't know, it's something about science fiction that they, like, are real cool about having somewhat equal representation. Um, there's only two chicks in this movie, but, uh, <laughs> I forgot the name of the test, but there's a test you can do with, um, women in a film. So, if, there's gotta be at least two of them, and they have to have some type of dialogue with each other, and if it's not about a guy in the film, and then those, uh, then it's actually equal representation. If they're talking about something else, 
and they never have to bring up a man or any of the guys in the film or like romantically talk about them. And then apparently, those are the three rules. And if those rules are all checked off, then it's equal representation in a film. Um, I actually like that idea because I don't need strong, you know, I don't need Ripley chick like taping a machine gun and a flamethrower together, be worried about her boyfriend on the ship somewhere. I give no shits about her love life right now. I just need her to just rock some people's faces. So, yeah, kudos to them for that. So, uh, oh, yeah. Seven word synopsis. So, I got two of them. Um, ooh, I got to think of that other one. I have one down, and I got to think of the other one. So, um, androids are garbage and can't be trusted. So, in this movie, um, the main bad guy is the xenomorph. The secondary bad guy is ash so in this movie uh you find out that ash has a secondary um job and he's supposed to bring back a sample of the xenomorph or actually bring one back um so you find out that their subsequent you know oh it just came, came out of nowhere call wasn't like that um ash kind of guides them that way and then the ship's computer is like, oh, this is a sub-sub-routine. We got to go down there. And just going down there is like 90% chance that they're going to bring something back. And so the whole movie, um, Ash is, I mean, he acts like an asshole scientist with the fact of, hold on, let's see what it does. And everybody's ready to rock this fucking monster. And it's like, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, what's this? Let's investigate that. And you find out toward the... Uh, three-fourths of the movie in that it's his job he's supposed to bring one of these things back either inside of somebody or a fucking fully grown one which would be ridiculous the ship lands and they open the door and that motherfucker just runs out like how do you how would you keep control of something like that but uh, this company's really not uh Waylon yutani is the the company they're not that smart honestly yeah so Ash comes out and he's like, I'm evil as fuck. What up, guys? <laughs> and so he gets his head knocked off and there's all this like milky blood going everywhere. Um, pretty pretty ridiculous looking. And my second one, oh, okay, I remember. Okay. Uh, why didn't you listen to Sigourney Weaver? Um, 20 minutes in this bitch, Sigourney Weaver was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't bring him onto the ship because something's weird about this. And they're like, nah, let's still bring John Hurt on, and then the robot, I get why the robot did it, but everybody else, there was no doubt in their mind that, like, no, we need to bring him onto the ship, this is a friend, instead of, hey, we should bring him on, but we should need to lock him up, put him somewhere, and figure out what's wrong with him, you know, uh, but that's what happens in space, you know, actually, it happens in any horror movie, you got friends, man, you stay too long, it's stupid, so, um, let me see, I did design, synopsis, Oh, so, fun facts. I'm excited about this. This movie came out May 25th, 1979. Uh, looks beautiful. Looks amazing for the time. But that's what happens when you put in a lot of effort into the fucking just look of a movie. That's why Terminator 2, still to this day, looks better than a, a ton of action movies. Because they tried. And they didn't have to use all the CG. There was CG in the movie. But it was all practical shit. And it still looks beautiful. This movie 
you can tell a lot of the budget just went into like the look of shit and the work that went into it. It, it's great. It looks awesome. Uh, the budget of this movie, it was between 10 to 11 million. It's hard to get a set number. It was probably a lot of little shit. So, 10, 11 million. Um, this movie made $203 million. Uh, was a commercial success. Um, it, it was great. Everyone loved it. Apparently, in the theater when it came out, people were throwing up and um, like asking for seats further away from the screen because apparently it, they were just fucked up. There was nothing like this, and people were just distraught at the movie. It's crazy to me to think about that, a movie just fucking people up like that while you, when you watch it. But I remember when Hostel came out, uh, that was a terrible movie. Terrible in the sense of it was just... It was a smut film. People were getting shit cut, like cords and legs on them were getting severed and stuff. It's terrible. It's great. I saw it in the theater um, with with friends. I want to say Steve was there, and I think my boy, my boy Jeremy, no, Josh, Josh was there. Um, we watched that movie. It was terrible, but it was great. I had a smile on my face, but I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in the theater, people were just distraught and and crying and throwing up and probably shitting themselves <laughs> but those are the reactions you want from a horror movie because those people that like you know shit themselves go tell their friends like man you gotta see alien like this dude right next to me shit everywhere and it got on me so you know it looks like i shit but i didn't it was a dude next to me but um yeah it's great uh i'm gonna keep saying it's great because it is uh i don't think i have anything else about this movie Oh, it's fucking great. And it makes me want to watch Aliens. So, <laughs> uh, that sucks because that's a straight action movie. But I'll just watch that on my own. Uh, if I had to put the Xenomorph on a baseball field, shit. He's pretty lanky. That bad boy's like seven foot. Pretty quick. I'd put him in the outfield somewhere. Yeah. He's an outfield dude. Yeah. Uh, on a football field? Shit. Um, he could be another tight end. Yeah, he's pretty lanky. Uh, it's strong, but it's quick. Yeah, I'd, I'd want him on the offense somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, this is episode 20. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Shit, I'm sleepy. If you're hearing this, when this one comes out, 18 and 19 will be out. Uh, I've been really busy. We watched uh, Halloween, the 2018 version, last night. And we got done with that, and it was like 3 in the morning. So, it was a lot. So, I need to edit that real quick and plop it on. So, those will come out, hopefully, still be the 20th. Yeah, it's like 1040. I should be able to get those done in an hour. So, um, yeah, it's on iTunes. I'm going to put a link for the for iTunes. So, Spotify iTunes, Podomatic, and uh, I think I'm going to do Stitcher next. I'm going to try my best to get on as many uh, links and different things that will work. Like I said, that Google Play is a piece of shit, and it takes a long time. Don't be mad, Google. I called you a piece of shit. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But um, thank you, guys. Um, this is great. And it makes me happy that I get to do this and hopefully somebody's listening 
<laughs> we get a lot of listens and follows and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Keep listening and having it play. Apparently, somebody in Ireland like listens to it. A uh, person in Ireland, um, you should leave a comment and I can say hi to you with your name if that's not too creepy. But uh, yeah, thanks guys. So I'm gonna finish this episode and uh and I don't know, cull up with my cat and probably watch some other fucked up movie. I should do an extra one of something. Yeah. But um like I always say, uh thanks for listening. I love you guys and I'll see you in <laughs> fucking less than twenty four hours with another episode. Uh we're rounding that last corner, so we're gonna get to thirty one and then um we there'll still be movies going uh, I know Katie wants to do non-scary stuff because in November, uh, I know she wants to do some war films. Uh, the horror movie stuff is going to keep going. Uh, it, will, it won't be every day. Um, but I'll probably do like two movies a week. And with those, I can go a lot longer with the, with the edits and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully get some special guests on them. I have a couple of movies now that I have to wait and do later because they are kind of reserved for people. So what I'll try to do with those, the special ones, is they'll probably all be guests and probably have Emma and Micah on a lot of them. Uh, they really like doing this, um, reviews and stuff and the podcast. And uh, shit, we like having them. It's, it's fun. And <laughs> they like to talk. So we'll try to make it earlier so Micah won't be so sleepy. But uh, yeah. Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Okay, bye.